hesitation Got me going crazy Keep it moving, I'm tuned in to True North Racing The podcast that you need if you got the need for speed John Morrison interviewing guests in the industry Short track, stock car racing Gotta get it hyped, Saturday night under the lights Hear the engine rooming by Smell the gas and feel the vibe Going into overdrive Drop the flag, then the car zooming by Hey, True North Racing, let's go Welcome back to the True North Racing Podcast, guys. I'm your host, John Morrison. Joining me this week as our co-host is... I'm Megan Mitchell, one of the drivers of the number 73 Pure Stock at Flamborough Speedway. And I'm Caitlin Wallace, and I'm the driver of the 45 Mini Stock at Flamborough Speedway. Caitlin, since we haven't had you on the show since we announced that the band was being back together, but instead of being on the driver's seat, we're all coming on to the True North Racing Podcast. How's your off-season been? It's been good. It's been fun. We've been doing a whole lot of whole lot of nothing. <laughs> um, we didn't do much with the race car till the last couple months of the off season, and then we actually started playing with the hot rod that I have. That well, I don't have it. Um, a hot rod that I might drive in practice, <laughs> and so we got that put together and. I got to practice it up and down my driveway, and then we finished um, working on the mini stock and made it all race ready for this year, and it's been horrible. Yeah, that <laughs> first night out wasn't, uh, wasn't the best one, eh? No, I was running times a second, tenth, or a tenth of a second faster than the pure stock. At that point, I would say, like, you should have just... Uh... Signed up for the pure stock race at that point, unfortunately. But, you know, but, you know, it's, it's frustrating. We, we did talk a little bit about it that night. I saw you up by the, you know, by the tech board there. And I was like, Hey, like, how's it going? Like, cause I obviously being with the CVMs, I can't really, I can freely walk, but I, I feel like if I walk too far, I'm not getting the coverage that I need of the club. Um, Well, yeah, I parked so far away from the CVMs too come over to the dark side like no because the dark side's scary with people over there <laughs> are you calling me scary then like <laughs> no <laughs> but the season hasn't started off the way you wanted to you you pulled the motor last sundays and you know we missed you at motorama that's for sure that you know i wish i could have been there i i was gonna say it was a lot of fun and because we didn't have Megan on the show last week uh, when we recorded with, oh, who did we record with last week? Was it Cole Quinton last Cole week? Quinn, Cole Quinn, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, I, I was on the show and I forgot who, <laughs> who was on. But I wanted to talk about Megan. How would you feel about that day? How do you, you feel about coming on to the, doing a live taping of the show at, at, at a freaking Motorama car show? It was really cool. I mean... <laughs> you probably caught on when you asked me about the whole victory late thing and I almost cried (laughs) so it was hard to keep my emotions in check because it was live and I'm like don't cry (laughs) but like it was it was really cool we we, it was a lot of fun the the time that Megan came on the Sunday we talked for about an hour and a half and there was times I'm just like I don't even know what the heck I'm talking about (laughs) At one point, we brought up lift the visor, and 
there was actually a couple that stopped and he the one the guy turned and looked and was listening to us for a few minutes that was that was pretty cool Mm -hmm. we had obviously the peanut gallery and your mom and dad and (laughs) bless their hearts they were they were good sport because like because i didn't have a timer going nothing and when greg told me he's like oh it's about an hour show i'm like okay next you know we got I'm like oh you know what time is it they're like oh you guys were out there for an hour and a half i'm like excuse me anything no one said nothing like <laughs> we there were times where we just we, we brought up peter bro we talked about gosh we delaware i think we were brought up at one point like we're all over the map uh, like but you know what though that was that was a lot of fun and you know I really wish you would have you were there, Caitlin, because I, I mean, next time we get an opportunity, we're going. I'll, I'm making sure all three of us go because that was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, really, <clears throat> I really wish I could have went. And, like, I forgot to mention it earlier when you said off about the off season, but, like, I totally forgot. It was coming up to race season. It was an absolute crap show because maybe two weeks before practice came, my whole family, Dale, me, and then my parents all ended up getting COVID. Oh, man. So we were stuck for like a week not being able to do anything in the shop. And the car had so much that needed to be done to get it ready for practice. And then my parents ended up getting COVID after Dale and I. And it was a, a long, long haul. And even now, like, my dad has a horrible cough. And I mean, I, you can hear me, I'm hacking pretty bad too when I get like overwhelmed and stuff. So it's just, it's not a fun thing, but yeah, it, it really threw a loop into getting ready for race season. Absolutely. You know, I know Megan had it there just a, a week prior to race season as well. And yeah. I, luckily for me, I had mine all the way back in January. So I got mine out of the way early. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't want to do that. We were leaving it last minute. <laughs> Ah, why not, right? Gotten it close. Yeah. Felt like the right time. Oh yeah. <laughs> but uh how so anyways, how was uh how was your guys' weekends? It was a weekend. <laughs> Love it. I'm so enthusiastic <laughs> about it. That... <laughs> I had a long day at the track yesterday with still trying to figure out my car and trying to race people and learning my car again and figuring out a setup plus having the engine problem. And then I was just downright emotional. So that was fun. And then today we spent the day at my brother's. Well, we went to Dale's parents in the morning, which was nice to see them. We haven't seen them in a long time because of COVID and then racing. Um, And then we went to my brother's to spend Mother's Day with my mom. And then we finally met my brother's fiance's mom after like seven years. So it was nice. nice. What did you do, Megan? I switched it up and went to the dark side. I went to Merrittville for some dirt racing. So it was pretty cool. Finally get to get away from Flambra for a bit, but not really get away because I sat there with my phone in my lap watching race monitor. I have it set so that every time Kate's on the track, it tells me. <laughs> so, 
I sat there and I, I watched the mini stocks, cheered on Kate. Of course, I had certain fear stock drivers under my favorite drivers or whatever it is on race monitor and watch the pure stock, <laughs> you know, watch the stats, watch some dirt racing while I was at it. So it's pretty cool too. Cause I got to finally meet Tina running who races in the V6. I think it's a pure stock class at Merrittville. So finally get to go check out some new tracks. It was different. Nice. So, mm-hmm. Hey, nothing wrong with that. You know, it's Maryville's a beautiful track. You know, it's you know, and their pizza, their pizza oh. cannot be beat. So good. And then I found Actually, out that they're open seven days a week. So I'm like, hmm. okay. Well, that's, that's the funny. Good. That's the funny part because on the 21st, the next time we go to Flambro, Jack and I were talking on our way home tonight, and we're just like, oh, like you know, like oh, Saturday morning, can we do some just the two of us? I'm like, yeah, sure. What do you want to do? I don't know. She's like, uh, I don't really want to go to the falls for the, for the morning. She's like, but I wouldn't mind going to Merrittville. I'm like, I mean, it's kind of like my, we're Merrittville. Might as well go check out the falls and then come back to Flamborough. Cause we gotta, I gotta be back there for the CVMs. And I was like, uh, I was like, I think Oshwegan's running that night, like on the Friday night. And she goes, she's just like, Oh, maybe we'll find someone to do Friday night. I'm like, like, well, if you really want to go to a dirt race, Oshwegan's open. And she goes, what? I was like, yeah. And I think we're going that night. So are yeah. you? Yeah. So let me know. I'm, I'm, I got to figure, we got to talk about it. Me and her, I got to talk about it because judging by the schedule here, it says, uh, oh, pick eight start. I can't even tell here. Racing gets underway at seven, seven thirty. Which should be should be enough time for me to get out there. That's three three hours from the time I'm done work. But I don't know. Well, we're gonna make a decision closer to. We might even uh, uh, we'll see, we gotta see what gas prices are like at that point. At that time, mm-hmm. we may uh we may catch a hotel or something in Brantford or make our way back to Hamilton and ca- grab a uh, hotel there for the night. And then that way, it's just we're not traveling as far. We can relax a little bit we can get back to home essentially a little bit quicker and mm-hmm. and uh be ready to go for flame for the next day that'd be all right absolutely but uh we're gonna we're gonna before we get into some other topics here in our open segment round table talk i don't know what the hell we're gonna call this yet <laughs> but <laughs> let's uh I'm going to, I'm going to do the uh, Jomo media rundown real quick, where as uh, both these ladies know that we, uh, on Fridays, we post about where our Jomo media drivers are going to be running that weekend. And on Sundays, we start posting it around as early as I can on Sundays uh, and find out where everyone finished and start posting where they finished on our social medias. But in right here on our show, we also do have our Jomo media driver rundown and we let everyone know exactly who finished where on the weekend. So in the pure stock division, Alex Stewart finished P4 and P11. Cameron Thompson finished P10 and P9 in their uh, pure stock uh, features at Flambro. Jeff LaFlam blew a motor in, in first practice up at Sunset. Caitlin, our lovely Caitlin Wallace here finished with a pair of P6s on Saturday, where uh, Roland Goodfellow finished P7 and P8. Madison Tiencamp up at, up at Sunset, sorry, 
finished P14 and Sarah Gianni. I really, I don't know. I, I, I've got to figure out how to pronounce her last name because I don't want to <laughs> keep butchering it. Uh, she unfortunately did not start the feature, but she did run both her heat races. So I'm very proud of her for getting out on track and, and trying it. And hopefully from here, she, she builds up the confidence to come back out again. Uh, in the super stock division, we had Dan Archibald finishing P4. Nick Tooley finished P- finishing P8 and Brandon Feeney P12 on, on, on the night. Keelan missed it. Well, one of the fun things we did it has happening on Motorama is uh, because <laughs> Feeney, if you know, if you ever, you ever watched a show called Boy Meets World? No. <laughs> oh, I feel old. <laughs> I feel so old. But anyways, Boy Meets World, there was a guy on there. His name was Mr. Feeney. He was the school professor, essentially co-raised these kids, the group of kids he watched, uh, he was the teacher of for years. And one of them was an, had an older brother, and he essentially had this thing called the Feeney call. So he would stand there, and he'd walk out, because they were, they were neighbors as well. So he'd walk out, he's like, Mr. Feeney! And like, and then Feeney! Feeney! and stuff like that and just holler and of course with brandon feeney being at the show that's how i ended up getting this liquid molly hat that's in right over here because mm-hmm. i had the best one throughout the show and i hollered it too i was not afraid but <laughs> i didn't know where i was going with this that's the oh yeah because we were talking about showing me to try <laughs> but that was so much fun and it was it but yeah it was it was just, i'm gonna i gotta throw in a feeny call every now and then because of him so which i'm hoping to bring him on the show in probably end of july or august so that should be a fun one maybe uh we'll have to see what happens going forward with that but anyways that was our joe media rundown but one thing we wanted to do because may is known as mental health month and both these lovely ladies that we have with us, they've opened up on this show. They've opened up on the driver's seat. And we know Megan Mitchell is a, is a ambassador for Lift the Visor. You know, Kaylin Wallace, she's told her story on our show before. And I wanted to bring them both on. Um, Megan's going to talk next week about her, about her, um, her side of mental health. But this week, we wanted to talk to Caitlin about hers, and I think you have some stuff prepared. Am I right? It's sort of. I, it's not really something I can, like, prepare. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, something I want to start out with when it comes to the mental health is if you are ever struggling, it is important as hell to talk to people and ask for the help when needed because dealing with this alone is not fun and I did that for years and then I got the help I needed and then I was alone again for a bit and it's not fun and it's scary um people don't like to talk about mental health because they think it makes them weak and they think it makes them look pardon my language but like a little bitch 
And so there's such bad stigma against mental health in a way that it's a weak point when really it's a strength. You not only get to live every day doing everything, but you have to do it fighting your own brain. And in my mind, it's taken me a long time to think this way, but in my mind, it makes you stronger than the average person because you are fighting today's society and your own damn brain who's telling you you're not good enough, who's telling you that you're not worth it, who's telling you that you shouldn't even be on this earth anymore. I personally have been fighting with mental health since I was in grade five, maybe grade six. I never understood what it was back then. And obviously now that I look back, I understand. So back then I just thought that I was just a scared, nervous person and that I was just a socially awkward student in elementary school. And it wasn't until I started getting bullied constantly that it started kicking in that I was depressed. Um, I started self-harming at a very young age. Um, I took it as a relief and it helped me take the pain out of my brain and put it somewhere else because the pain in my brain was too much. The words that people were saying to me, the way they made me feel, they all made me feel like I wasn't worth it. And so I couldn't handle the overwhelming feeling of that in my brain. So I took it out on myself and It's not a good way to do it. I know that. But once you start, you get addicted because it takes such relief. And so it's hard to quit. Um, Going into high school, I was able to find better ways to cope with it. But of course, as any addiction, I relapsed all the time. Um, I have a bunch of scars all over my body. I used to be super ashamed of them. Um, Whenever someone would see them, I would hate it. I would be miserable and not want anyone to ever acknowledge them. But now I live every day realizing that it's just a reminder of what I've been through. That people thought that they could take my power away from myself with their words. And... Those scars may be proof that I struggled, but it's proof that I'm still here. Um, For the longest time, I had a crutch on some people, and I never got good help for a while. And so when I had went through a really bad spell late 2020 and through 2021, I learned that I really had no one. And because I didn't get the proper help at the time I should have, I was really screwed. And so I started getting my life together finally after a lot of bad decisions and a lot of bad options that I had went through in my life back those a year or so ago. Um, I made a lot of mistakes I'm not proud of. And I was involved with a lot of people I'm not proud of either. But it led me to a rock bottom I didn't know I needed to hit. These people thought that they could destroy me. And they thought that 
they could ruin my reputation and ruin friendships. And instead, they made me hit the rock bottom where I attempted to take my own life and put myself in a hospital for two and a half days. And instead of that being the end of it because of them, I came back out and was able to rebuild my entire life. Um, I now have amazing friends and I am part of this amazing podcast. And I have an amazing boyfriend who truly tries to support me as best as he can and stands behind me no matter what I go through. I have a lot of trauma responses to a lot of things and he understands everything I do and the way I react to things and he helps me a lot he understands it and he's patient with me being beaten down by people when they know that you're already mentally unstable isn't fun and if someone feels like they need to go that low to do something like that they're the bad person, not you. Just because you're the one that has the mental illness doesn't make you the weak person, doesn't make you the bad person. The person that feels like they need to pick on that person that's already beaten down by themselves is the weak person. (coughs) Anyone out there that's struggling mentally, whether it be seasonal, whether it be situational, or whether it be genetic, it's hard. And it's definitely not something you should go through alone, whether that be a therapist or a friend or family or a spouse or whatever. It, you should not be alone. And if someone is scared (coughs) to open up about this, I want to be able to tell them that it's scary at first, but it's worth it. Because if I didn't, I wouldn't be here today. Um, It's almost been a year since I put myself in the hospital. And it was a really scary time. I never thought I would get to the point in life where I decided that a handful of Tylenol pills was a better choice than breathing. And putting myself in the Edmerge was a better choice than breathing. So I just wish people would feel strengthen themselves to open up because I repeat myself every time when I say this, but getting help is so much better than being alone. And I know there's always those photos on Facebook, but truly I would rather listen to seven hours of venting than having to see an article on Facebook of an obituary 
obituary because someone took their life. Mental health is an ass and it ruins so many people's lives. It can be simple as anxiety, depression, or it can be as dark as bipolar or borderline personality disorder. There is so much to the spectrum of mental illness that it's not something that is so obvious like schizophrenia or bipolar. It can be something so small as anxiety, even though that is not small. But people think just because, oh, someone has anxiety, it's just a little, little thing that they have to deal with. It's not. They don't realize that anxiety is constant thoughts in your brain that I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this person in my life. I'm not strong enough. I'm not, I went through this yesterday at the racetrack. I had a mental breakdown because I felt I wasn't strong enough to be a race car driver. I felt I was too sensitive because I don't have a whole lot of friends on the track anymore. And it was because of actions I made by choice and I can't take them back. But I don't have any more friends on the racetrack, but a few people. And so when I got beat on, I took it extremely personally and I broke because of anxiety, because it made me feel like, Caitlin, you're not strong enough to be a race car driver. You're too sensitive for this sport. Everyone hates you. You have no friends. Mental health isn't a joke. It's not something that someone can just joke about and make fun of. It's a serious problem, just as serious as cancer. Just as serious as being physically disabled. Just because you can't see it doesn't mean it's not serious. And my favorite thing that I see posted around is you say you want people to talk about their mental health, but when they come to you, you don't want to listen. But when they're gone, you say, well, I wish they spoke up. They tried. And some people don't want to take responsibility the fact that they're the reason some people have tried to take their life. And most people have succeeded. I'm just one of the few lucky ones that it didn't fully succeed. I'm sure I will have long-term consequences over having 20 plus Tylenol pills put into my stomach and liver and everything, but I'm still breathing and there's not a whole lot of people that get to do that anymore. So when you decide next time to take advantage of someone because they're mentally ill, or you try to bully someone and they take it a lot differently than an average person, maybe you should step back and think they have a lot more going on in their life than I know. Step in their shoes and try and think of what it's like to deal with the 24 hour torment of your own brain 
your own thoughts trying to destroy yourself. Just because someone is constantly tired doesn't mean they're lazy either. They are dealing, once again, with their own brain for 24 hours a day. Their brain doesn't sleep. They will have nightmares because their brain hates themselves so bad. But people never want to accept that. So anyone like me or Megan or John or anyone because they're already fighting themselves and now they're fighting you. And I want to say to anyone out there that is struggling, I am always open on any social media, on text, on call, anything. If you have an issue, I would rather listen to you nonstop than have to hear that you're in the hospital because you tried to take your life or that you succeeded. It's not something to take lightly. This is a real thing. And people like when it's mental health month or bell let's talk because they're like, oh yeah, I support this. Well, I'm all gun ho that, yeah, I'm here for you to talk to you. But when you try, they're not. People need to take this seriously and stop being two-faced. And I don't really care how many people will listen to this and get offended by it because I'm speaking the truth and I'm not afraid to tell my story and I'm not afraid to talk about the crap I went through and that what put me in the hospital. I will not be silenced about my mental illness and anyone that knows me from my past know how badly I've struggled. So I don't like that people struggle alone anymore because I did that and it's not fun. So yeah. That's my take. And to the two-faced people out there that say that they're there for people. And then when someone tries, they say, I don't want to listen to this. This, You're just a crybaby. Screw you. It's not fair on people that don't have a choice on the chemicals in their brain being imbalanced. They're not crybabies. They're warriors who just need a shoulder to lean on. End of story. Thank you, Caitlin, for sharing. Oh my God. Yeah, me up over here being choked up and <clears throat> trust me, I tried not to cry. <laughs> I, I'm yeah, I'm sitting over here just trying to like just to keep it together. <laughs> That's that that was one of the things why I wanted to to bring up about this because I I'm a big supporter of mental health and to talk about it. You know, Kayla and I, you and I have talked about it multiple times, you know, off camera just you and I and, and talked about different things, you know, and I'm, you know, you're right. It's, it's, it's not a choice that someone has it, that their can't, that they're, that the, the chemicals in their brain are imbalanced, but it's listening to people's stories because that's what we're all about. Compassion. We're all about, being there for our fellow human and if we're not there then who is right you 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 hit the nail on the head there with the whole you know i'd rather listen to you seven talk for seven hours and then read an obituary Uh, I, i preach that all the time i you know i tell people all the time 
I'd rather listen to you talk for an hour and feel and leave feeling better than listen to an hour eulogy at your funeral. Because at the end, you may be free, but your pain moves on to your parents, your family, your, you know, to, to the people who love you. And for you to still sit here today after everything, you know, you're right. You're, you're a warrior. You're, I don't even have the words to say right now. I'm trying so hard not to freaking cry and get choked up here because I, when I, when I, when I suggested this, that we talk about it, I, I essentially just gave you guys like, here's a topic and go. I was not expecting that this, none of this was scripted. Anyone listening, this was not planned. All the only thing that was planned was to talk about mental health because it is mental health month. And all three of us are big supporters of it, big advocates for lift the visor and mental health means a lot to all three of us. And just like Caitlin said, if anyone is struggling, my inbox is open on Joe media on my personal account. If anyone is struggling or needs to talk, my inbox is always open. I can preach to that because I remember spending hours last year just sitting on Zoom balling. Yeah. Because I was getting treated like I was trash and I wasn't. Yeah. There were times where we we just sit and talk and or even not talk. And I'd just be doing other stuff. And the next thing you know, you would just start talking about different things. But because there's times where I'm unsure of what to 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 really bring up, where I'm very much a listener. I I, what I try to do is I definitely try to take, let, let you speak your words onto me, however you're feeling and essentially bring them onto myself and then roll them off my back. So that way, whatever you say, whenever you're done talking, you feel relieved. You feel like you've essentially silenced the demons even for a day, you know, and I, and I hope I did that when we talked last year, Caitlin, I, I truly did. I truly do hope that it happened where you, you would talk for, you know, hour or so and it would just roll off my back and that way it's gone. It's locked away. It's not, no one's going to know. Right. And it, someone needs to jump in here before I start crying. Cause I, I, <laughs> I can say that you did really help last year. Yeah. Even just you just sitting there doing stuff, getting ready for your True North racing or something, just sitting there. And I just sat there and cried because I just, I was at such a low point where I felt so alone and just being able to have someone even just virtually to cry on, it made the demons shut up for a while because I wasn't alone for once. Yeah. Like Like I always tell you guys, my inbox is always open. You guys have me on every aspect. I think the only thing you guys don't have is my, is, is my phone number. So like you guys know I'm always available. You know, my phone's always open. It's always, it, it's never shut off unless I kill the battery. But other than that, like it's always on. It's always, so like anyone who reaches out, you're in a safe space. You're, you're in a, 
area where you're not going to get judged. You're not going to, you're, I want you to feel accepted. I want, I want to take whatever is going on in your guys' side and roll it off my back. So that way, like Kaelin said, is essentially silence the demons for a while. Keep the demons at bay because that's, we're, we're, we're at a point where we're losing people left, right, and center to mental health. And even if the three of us can stand up and show our support for people, that's, you know, it doesn't matter if it's anxiety, doesn't matter if it's, you know, depression and anything we're, we're here to listen. We're here to talk. We're here to, to, to be there and, and support you because that's, essentially who the three of us are really we're all here to you know we're all here to make the world a better place and even if it's one person at a time that's all that matters it's one last person gone exactly but next week we're megan and i we're going to be having we're going to we're going to talk about megan's side next week on the show and i swear if you make me cry there's going to be consequences (laughs) I'm gonna make but, myself cry. <laughs> um, but again, once again, Kaylin, thank you for sharing. Uh, it was something I know we needed to talk about because of because of it being Mental Health Month, and I felt like this is something that we we needed to bring to the forefront, especially with our connection to Lift the Visor. For sure, like I said, I'm not scared to tell my story. Yeah. I, I don't care who it hurts because it's the truth. What I went through, no one knows but me because it's my mental health. And yeah. so I will gladly go to the rooftops or the mountains and scream my story if it's going to save even just one person. Yeah, I, I don't know where to go from there. But, you know, scream it as much as you want because the more you talk about it, the more people are going to listen the more people are going to be on the other end and realize that they're not alone because you're not, no one is alone. No, there are people out there who listen and the th- you got three, probably three of the biggest ones here to sit here and listen. So like I said, if anyone needs to talk, my inbox is open. I, Megan's inbox is open. Caitlin's inbox is open reach out to one of us more than happy to sit down and listen and talk to you guys for a little bit. Um, but Megan, I can't, I'm looking forward to our chat next week about that. Cause that's going to be, uh, that's going to be something else as well. I, I can already feel it now. I already feel like next week I'm going to have to have a, a box of tissues next to me. And I'm just going <laughs> to try not to, <laughs> I mean, I feel like Kate's, is a lot more touchier but, but hey it's, every story is different but we're all exactly the same. yeah right uh i think we're gonna jump into uh why don't why don't we see what uh so we're gonna move on from this for the week and let's bring in our guest uh cody eh? sounds good to me All right, guys, this week's guest on the True North Racing Podcast is Cody Coburn. How's it going, man? Oh, not too bad. Just 
living the dream. You know how it is. <laughs> Absolutely. How's uh, how's your off season been? Uh, it's been uh, eventful. I haven't done anything to the car until about three weeks ago. <laughs> Talked her in the trailer, knew we didn't have to do much this off season, so we just kind of left her left her in there until uh, you know recently. Nice. And uh, so you race at a Delaware Speedway, right? Yep. What made you get behind the wheel of a stock car? Oh, well, it kind of goes back to my dad used to do it. Um, eight weeks after I was born, we were down in basically family trip down to uh, Speed Weeks. He used to race all that stuff late. And then uh, kind of what I got into as well, the Supers back in the day. Oh, they were okay. named differently. But uh, so racing has basically been in my family. I'm like fourth generation at Delaware. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of history. Let's put it that way. But uh, I kind of, when I was seven, since I was around it so much, I was like, oh, I, my parents took me to Wonderland and I watched it. And on the way home, I was like, oh, I want to do this. So it kind of just hide the itch as a young kid. <laughs> but I knew I wanted to get into Delaware one day. Um, I took a break when I was like 24 to go to school and stuff like that. And then I uh, built my car as well. Oh, nice during that time so we're we're more of a built not a bot kind of program here i think uh i think megan and caitlin can both attest to that with, with their uh with their cars there yeah i think that's about the same for kate and i too <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. don't have a huge we don't have a huge uh we have no sponsors to be honest so <laughs> it's all out of pocket it's a good thing i uh i work a good job so here here's the thing right now right here right now how can someone get a hold of you if they want to get uh get it get onto your car? Well, you could go to um my Facebook page, Cody Cody Coburn Racing, and then as well on social media, I have like Instagram and 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 the Facebook and stuff like that as well. So and then Twitter as well. All right, look at that, guys! If anyone is looking to uh, get onto the side of a Superstock down at Delaware Speedway, hit up Cody Coburn. Um. <laughs> So you said yourself, you're fourth generation. You've been going since you were you you were a young kid. In diapers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I I think at one point all of us were like that as well. And but that's that. So obviously being a fourth generation, going since you were born. What was it like growing up at the track for you? Uh it was pretty cool. I remember. Um, funny story. Back when I was a little kid, I uh, somehow burnt my hand, and there's videos of me sanding my dad's race car with a cast so it's like I always helped out and I remember one time he hit the wall pretty bad as his hood went over the fence at Delaware and uh, I actually went and grabbed it I ran down the hill and got her so <laughs> so it's I've always been around it nice and you know that's uh Delaware is a, a fantastic track and I've, I've either Megan or uh, Caitlin they've gone to it no not yet. <laughs> Not yet. The season. Okay. Come on down. <laughs> you, you guys are missing out. Delaware is such an, a great track. They got the hill that goes down the back stretch. It it but it almost seems like the front stretch is very flat at the same time. So you climb. Cody, what's what was that feeling like for you? I've talked to a few guys who, who race at Delaware, but like what's it like for you feeling that? Well, for me, like I, I never really I I, I like the drive off of two. Um I could never get my car to handle into three and four. Although last season we couldn't get my car to handle at all for the most part. <laughs> it's, 
start a lot of nights on scratch, which was fine. But at the end of the year, it took me hitting the wall to uh, get the car to actually go well. But um, handling wise, like it was, it, it was a lot lear- a big learning curve for me because I'm going from a QRC, 500cc to something that big. So it took a lot of learning. A um, couple times I looped it in practices, but everyone does that. But it was it was a fun track so far, and I'm excited for you know going on this new surface. I was there two weeks ago when they had the practices, and uh, it was pretty pretty cool to see all the the cars use the outside new groove. Yeah, with that new groove coming in, it's uh, it, it I love the upgrades that they've done to the track. You know, it's it's great for it's great for the track. It's been much needed um, for sure. Even my dad said that it's like the original surface. So like he, what we raced on now last season is what he raced on. Yeah. And of so. course you guys are going uh, for your first race this coming weekend. And, you know, we, we set off, we've set off screen that, you know, you, 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 I think you even said it just recently that you guys hadn't touched the car all winter until four weeks ago. And now we're getting ready to go. I know, I know at the end of last year, you had, you had to replace the front bumper. Yeah. Um, You've gone back. To, you 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 got you got the bumper. You're putting it back together. Um, we go racing this week. Are are you feeling any jitters? Are you feeling any off season pre- like pressure to you know do better this year or like what's your how are you feeling going into the race week? Well, I'm. I just I want to finish the race at the end of the day. It's the first race back. Everyone kind of hopes for a clean night. Um, I have a few goals this season because we ended up uh, up really well my last uh, race last season. Um, I felt like I wanted a little more out of the car, but the crew chief and I had a little disagreement about it because we just got the car back from a calls and we didn't want to touch it. <laughs> so understandable. We had a little disagreement, but um, now that we got the, the sway bar put back in, so I have a little adjustment or uh, we just leave it the way it was and going to take it easy at practice and warm-ups and then uh hopefully we'll get a good finish but my goal is to win a, a heat race at least this season and then finish top 10 in the in the feature if i can yeah there's a there's a lot of tough tough competition it's down there packed with talent year. to be honest you know there i've seen a lot of guys who are heading down that way this year you, i know you're gonna have carson nagging in the field this year and he he's a tough competitor, you know. Kalen's very well aware of that. Yeah. You know, they're they're cousins, so they. I'm sure, I feel like a lot of times there's you know fa- uh, family rivalry there as well, um, between the two. You know, just a little bit, yeah. It's the smidge. <laughs> and you know he he's pretty he's a, a pretty decent wheel man. I have to admit, like he last year he won the championship at uh, at Flambro in the Super Stocks. Now he's gonna take his talents down to Delaware. Mm-hmm. I've always loved Delaware. Delaware is is a great track, and it's such a driver's track too. Yeah, it's super unique too. Definitely, you can't uh, you set your car up for one. It's one side of the track. It's not going to work in the other. It's kind of one of those. It's not. It's a unique at the end of the day. I think uh, Caitlin and Megan can attest to that as well, because I think Flamborough is a little bit the same way, where both turns are a little uh a little different eh oh yeah yeah one and two are not my favorite (laughs) (laughs) i'd rather three and four 
I can like fly through three and four and then one and two. I have no idea what I'm doing. It's like I'm complete new, never drove a race car Just before. Just turn left and hope for the best. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> You know, so we're, let's jump, let's jump it all the way back to the beginning here. Now we, we know you started young. How young were you when you got first behind the wheel of a stock car? I was seven years old and like little Ray Murnau, I uh, raced at Grand Bend. I'm one of the Grand Bend graduates. Um, I raced basically junior C, junior B, junior A. I skipped the J car division and I yep. went to the mini trucks and I also did the nine horse division as well. And then uh, now the nine horse division, what that was the uh, uh, <clears throat> like the junior sprints or oh, they were like a, a little bit bigger than the micro sprints. Okay. Um, same kind of deal, like aluminum wing on the side, but uh, nine horse Honda is what was uh, was used for it. And uh, those things could fly, especially with Grand Man being only a, yeah, it a was... quarter mile track. Yeah, it was. I, I was lucky enough to race a little bit on the old uh, configuration and then okay, uh, hold, hold on up, the new hold as up. well. Hold up. Wait a minute. They changed. Okay, so when did this configuration happen? Because I've only ever. Very long it. time ago it happened. It used to be like super, super small. Like you were in it and then you were turning. Yeah. So it was, it was a super small track. And then they, uh, when um, Brad took over, they ended up. Uh, making it bigger and and everything like that all right so and i was actually one of the first ones to ruin the new fence i don't know why but like rex fa- fascinated me so much yeah. so and what happened was <laughs> go sorry go ahead no no go i want to hear the story first <laughs> so i was following some guy and my I basically launched over his tire and hit the catch fence 360 and then back on my left front wheel. And uh, my chassis was like this. So I had to get it reclipped. And then that season as well, it was just an unfortunate season. I caught fire. My fuel line broke after hitting something. And uh, I was standing in the infield waiting for them to come bring the fire extinguisher. <laughs> so I've had my mishaps of uh, of flips, especially in the QRCs and stuff as well. But accidents do happen. This is how you rebound from them. And how, so going forward, how were you able to rebound from it? Oh, uh, like to the new, to supers now? Or do you mean just in, like just a, in general? Just a wreck in general. Like, how did you well, rebound it, from? It doesn't from really scare me, to be honest. I had that situation when I was young and wrecking, and it, I just don't get scared by it. You know, some people they get hit the wall at going a hundred, and they're uh, they don't, don't want to go in the car anymore, right? So me, yeah. I I was when I hit the wall in the super stock, I was more more mad at myself because. That was my money, <laughs> you know, um, and I, I wish I didn't, that didn't happen, but I was more, you could actually hear me cursing all the, and my mom works the infield canteen thing and people came up to her and they're like, your, your son swears. And my mom's like, have you ever had a conversation with him? <laughs> Every fourth ward. <laughs> so, so it was kind of, I was more, I get heat in the moment, right? I got yeah. all pissed, mad up, mad up and everything like that. So, but. I, I honestly, even though I hit the wall, I was that going into one. I just felt like it was never happened. Oh, wow. You know, 
I know Megan and Kaylin have both had their fair shares of accidents and you know Megan hasn't been in a wheel since her her big wreck at the end of last year Kaylin hasn't been in a wreck in a little while eh keep it up in a couple years (laughs) about a year about a year yeah you know so you know we I'm waiting to see how Megan reacts to get back behind the wheel. And I'm not throwing shade. I'm not trying to be, you know, an asshole towards you there, Megan. Mm-hmm. But I'm waiting to see how you react in behind the wheel of a car. Because, you know, like like Cody's saying here, there's people who can jump behind the wheel of his car after having a wreck. But sometimes it's also the mentality of, of mm-hmm. overcoming it. I believe that you're going to o- overcome it very well the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Caitlin has done a fantastic job of keeping it out of the wall, and I really hope it continues throughout this year. Oh, do I? Because <laughs> there's a time where you reckon it almost seemed like every other week. Yeah, you know that's annoying. So, and that's nothing that we want to really see. We don't want to see Rex. We don't. We want to see you guys bounce back after a hard one. So, no. obviously, now in the Super Sog. You're going a little bit faster than you were in those in those nine horsepower cars. Yeah. What's what what's the biggest difference? Obviously, because you said you took you took a few years off to go to college, right? Yep. So okay, so I'm gonna sorry, I'm jumping around in a little bit here, and I just need to All go good. back to it. All good. <laughs> when you started, or sorry, when you were in the nine horsepower, how old were you when you ran, when you stopped running those? Uh, I want to say because I got out of. After the nine horse, I went into the trucks and I was still in high school. Okay. Um, and I'm a 2010 grad. So really jogging my memory here, but I want to say I was about at least 15 still when I was ra- 16 when I was racing there. Yep. Um, because what happened, uh, wh- the reason I got out of it, it was my, my family's always been, if you're enjoying something, keep going at it. Um, the mini trucks near the end, I was doing half the season just because every time we went out, we weren't competitive. Um, every time we went out, something happened, someone wrecked, I got caught in it. So, and then we just kind of left her. But after that, we went to the QRC in Tilsonburg and I raced dirt because I, my dad could not set up the mini truck to be loose and loose as fast. So I didn't know how to drive a loose car. I hated it. So we drove to Hilsenberg for a while, did that, um, won a couple championships actually in the different divisions that they have there. And yeah, then what, what kind of divisions did they have there? So they have a, what is it? A, it's basically a nine horse essentially again, but it's a Subaru engine. And then I raced the open class, which is 500 CC dirt bike engines on the QRC okay. carts and those things, they really fly. You can lift the front end actually <laughs> when you stomp on it so it's pretty cool that's always fun to hear when yeah you, when you like, you know just like the sprint cars nowadays when you see them come out of the corner their front ends are up in the air yeah that 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 brings a a, a lot to uh balls to the wall there in my opinion mm-hmm. we got a lot of cojones to do that especially when i was racing there they were actually on an indoor track so you're you're doing like six second laps oh jesus so where, where were you running oh. indoors uh, in Tulsaberg. It's, uh, it's actually used to be, um, so Chesterman Power Products is where it is. Okay. On, um, they used to run in the building in the back, but now they're off of, uh, they're in Cortland actually on an outdoor track. 
Okay. Um, so I never got to race at the outdoor track that they made. Um, I I was actually I raced at Wonderland before they closed, and I set a record <laughs> fast, uh, fastest time. So wow, it's pretty cool. Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I was pretty good in those cards. I just uh, I wanted something more after I uh, I won a couple championships, right? So that's why we kind of moved up. And I didn't want to go to a um, bone stock. I wanted to go yep. something a little faster. No offense, Megan. <laughs> 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 so I wanted to go with something a little more speed, more, more my forte. So I uh, and I didn't want to really go to a late model because that was too big of a jump. So I went to the uh, supers. Now, do you have a goal of ending up in a late model, or are you just content with running the super stock? in the supers given that it's only year two um maybe if the if financially it happened down the road but right now it's just i want to i'm the type of person where i'll stick at something until i win yeah so if i until i win a championship in supers then that's uh then i'll move on type deal but that's again that'll be real tough so it's baby steps get a heat win get a feature win top 10 we'll go from there on the ladder Absolutely. And, and, you know, you said you guys had uh, some help from Mike McCall and he's one of the best guys in the business and he knows Delaware very well. Yeah, he does. You know, he he's done, you know, Mike McCall and the entire team there. They've, they're no slouches. Like Mm-mm. when they're doing it, they're doing it. Correct. Yeah. They, they have a lot of, a lot of house cars at Delaware for sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, when, and Mike's when, always running around in the pits. Hey, you know what? That that's what makes him one of the best guys in the business. Yeah. Right. Same thing with uh, Dave White. You you guys have got two guys down there, out, out your way that are absolutely crazy, in yeah. how they build cars, how they set up cars. Because you know White's White Dave White was with uh, DJ Kennington for a long time, mm-hmm. and now he's off doing his own thing. But that's the uh, that's the beauty of it, right? Is is now we have two chassis builders down there. And they're they're pretty much running the province. Yeah, like they're they're a lot of I don't know how many right, right cars are in the supers. I just kind of haven't really kept kind of in my own bubble this past season with all the stuff we had going on. But um, I know there's there's a bunch of cars at the track for sure, and you know there's even a couple new ones this year, and even their new ones are pretty competitive as well. But from what I saw at practice, absolutely, and uh, you know we're. It's gonna. It's all gonna go happening this uh, this Friday, uh, May thirteenth down in Delaware. What time does the racing start down there? Uh, Seven thirty. You know what? I think I can make it. You think you can make it? Five. I get out of work at four thirty. Yeah. Five. Two and a half hours down the four hundred one. Make it probably, into. Probably, <laughs> depends on what car I'm taking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it properly and yeah. I'm gonna get there. Uh because obviously being in Branton, if I'm taking the 401 anytime after three o'clock, I'm uh I'm I'm sitting in traffic mm-hmm. for a long time in mean, all the way yeah. into Kitchener, and that's not something I'm Mm-mm. I'm not it's, comfortable with as no. a lot of people know. No, it's not fun. Traffic sucks. Absolutely. Once again, that's, that's why I have a five minute toe to oh. dollar. Wait, you're five minutes from the track. I'm five minutes. I can hear the track when cars are on it. Let's put it. I'm that close. 
That's my dream. <laughs> I, I know, right? It's it's pretty sweet. Gas bill isn't too bad, <laughs> truthfully. Shoot, just don't even bring a trailer. Just drive the I car. I know, right? It'd be <laughs> sick, but the OPP would have my have my <laughs> absolutely balls. the one. Yeah. Oh man. But uh you know, we're looking forward to a great year of racing down in Delaware with and I can't wait to see how all the uh the the transformations have taken form. And uh I think this year we can actually watch you guys again on YouTube or even yep. Rogers TV, right? Yep, yeah, we can, yeah. Well, I know I know it's, what I'm doing Friday night. If you're not at the track, you're doing that for sure. Yeah, it's such a huge move to to have Rogers come in, truthfully um the exposure is is amazing for a local track it's it's so it's such a win-win situation you know megan and kaylin they they've been on g-force since what well kaylin's been on since 2020 megan was on last year i believe and it i'm sure it's helped both of them as well to reach new Mm -hmm. heights and reach new limits with with probably people coming on board Mm mm-hmm Tell me if I'm wrong there, girls. No, you nailed it. No, I've, yeah, I've had a lot of people approach me about seeing it on G-Sports and everything. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's cool because, like, I've got family that lives out west. I've got friends that live in the States, and they were messaging me the whole time I was on G-Force, like, oh, my God, this is so cool to watch. I'm like, this is so cool. Like, yeah, so All sick. tracks need this every weekend. It's such good publicity for drivers, for sponsors. And you feel like more of a celebrity, I find. After like not even when you're when you're on race day when you're strapped in the car, it's another race day. But yeah. when you got friends and family messaging you or coworkers or people you may have not seen in 10, 15 years from high school, and they just happen to turn on Rogers for G Force on YouTube and, and they're just, or TV on the TV in general, and they're just like, Hey, I think I went to school with that guy, or hey, I know that person. And then they get hooked, they get watching, and then they reach out to you yeah and and that's something that's great for the track because especially delaware you know oshbegin has g-force which does a fantastic job and you guys got rogers tv and i think their avenue there helps out a lot more because not only you guys are on the local cable station down there it's also being broadcasted on youtube yeah it's amazing i would even find myself after the race night just to see if they i'd go back on youtube and watch it just to see if they said my name during my races because there was a couple moments where i i I had the car completely sideways and i wanted to see if they uh, said something and they did but (laughs) (laughs) i wanted to see if my name was said you know so and that's what makes you feel even more like a celebrity afterwards just hearing your name on a broadcast because and that's the thing is, is I don't know how any of you guys feel because I'm I'm not a driver. I've never driven. But for you, even essentially like the lowest drivers, the, the worst drivers in your division, if they get a shout out, that's a shout out. That's still someone talking about them. Yeah. And I know I know Megan's gone back and watched her race winning video a ton. I'm sure Kaylin's gone it's back. It's like posted every other week. I know. I know, right? <laughs> There's, there's days i'm just like damn it really again megan <laughs> i like, do the same though i would 100 do the same <laughs> but and i'm sure kaylin goes back and watches it to figure and you guys can use it as a tool you know exactly you guys have gopros I, I i don't know about you cody but i know a lot of people have gopros to watch their driving style but some people 
learn better from out of car experiences. Do you ever go back and just sit there and rewatch your races? Not for the, not for the commentary of what, you know, putting the car sideways, <laughs> just yeah. what your car was doing at a certain po- moment and be like, Oh, I remember that. And then make a mental note for next time. Yeah. I've, I've kind of done that as well. Like I, I have a GoPro. I just never got around to putting it in the car. Like I have the, the mount in the car and everything just race yeah. day. It was so con- congested with everything going on. And, but I have gone and seen like kind of where I was getting say past or whatever, if it was in the shot and, and seeing all, oh, what could I have done differently or not mess up my entry or whatever I did. So it's just kind of, it's, it's absolutely a tool at the end of the day for your disposal on that kind of deal to watch it again. You know, I, it, it, you're right. It makes it, it's a, it's a tool to help you learn. And especially for someone like yourself, this is year two for you of being in the super stock, which by the way, I, I know I mentioned, I, I don't know if you remember, but I mentioned, I reached our, I comments on one of your posts back when I shot, saw that you were running 91. And I said, yeah. I love the way the nine looks. Yeah. <laughs> the nine for me is the Ray Everham nine. Yep. And obviously you're running a reverse to Jeremy Mayfield's number mm-hmm. when he was with them when it was 91. But I actually, I want to know though, is where did the number 91 come from for you? Well, funny story. I ran 19 back in the day in Tilsonburg and stuff like that. And when okay. I got to the supers, um, there was a guy already using it. So I didn't want to go to a completely different number. I'm born in 91. So I was like, you know what? Might as well just do flip, flip the numbers back around. And I used to have, I've always had the, the little Enverham thing as well. And it looks so much better on the nine, but it looks pretty cool on the one as well, I feel. Yeah, that was, uh, I, I, this is going back for me, but there was uh, someone in like, wow, grade, grade eight class that got me hooked on Casey Kane at the time. And yeah. I, as soon as I saw that nine, I was like, yeah, that's, that's, I, I had a shirt made up in high school with that nine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> because to me that's such an iconic style too because it's they branded it that way but it works it you know you saw that number and you're just like ah it's perfect and we we run dodge body as well here um which so, i love by the way yeah so we're one of the few um we actually this year we're as you we kind of mentioned it earlier we're got a new body for the front end and and is it is a dodge new five-star body but it's in four pieces for the front bumper because it's discontinued oh wow so it's getting it we just picked it up the, the top half of it actually yesterday so it's a little late to put on the car we're gonna put it on on the the week that we have off after our first race yeah and then get the car all repainted to the paint scheme for this season so we're just kind of mucking oh, so you, it with the old body style right now and it's so all you, you actually got a paint scheme going on for this year yep yeah, yep yeah um you gotta share not... that with me i want to see what this looks like because <laughs> so, I, I i made a comment to you as well about that <laughs> yeah you need so, to do a throwback or something i am actually doing a throwback to my dad when he raced um he had an all-white car with a blue double stripe down the middle and yellow numbers so it's kind of he's getting up there and i don't know how long he's going to be here left so i'm i wanted to do something for him um 
and it's kind of what's going to happen is we're going to throw her right back to the, the 91 new Sonoma photo that we have hanging in his office. Wow, that's going to be an awesome shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, I'm eager for it. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want him to get down to Delaware. And when I get to Delaware, I'm coming over. I'm hoping that the Super Stocks are there so I can come over afterwards, come introduce myself. Yeah, for sure. And uh, uh, get a, a better look at that ride because I'm sure it's going to look uh, look real good. Right now, it looks very uh, Frankenstein-esque. <laughs> it's, uh, the, it's the same front end that I hit the wall with. We just tinned it for the last race and slapped a whole bunch of duct tape on it. And we actually ran out of black duct tape for this upcoming race. So we had yellow duct tape and we painted it black. <laughs> so it doesn't have to look pretty. Um, but it just has, has to go around the track at the end of the day. <laughs> Dad always taught me that a car does not have to look pretty. Like we'd sit in the stands and play a game where we would pick a car and see if that car would win. And he told me, don't pick the pretty looking car. Because half mm-hmm. the time that one's going to be at the back. So, yeah, it's more distinguished if it's got some body work needing to be done. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that that's, uh, I, but to be fair, Megan, you are, your dad also made sure that car was perfect every time he came back to the track. <laughs> it's kind of... Me, I wouldn't even wash my car. Let's put it that way all season long. I've, all the, we have a bright side race in that parks beside us. And every week, you don't wash your car, eh? I'm like, nope. <laughs> so and now I'm that i live you. now that i live in the house with the uh with the shop attached to it i'm gonna wash my car a little more this year so i mean that's probably a good idea yeah <laughs> so how many races do you got going on this year um i've got the full dollar schedule um minus the invitationals so yeah. I'm not doing APC or anything like that. Um, I don't know about that September race that they added in, the the big money one. Yep. Um, we'll see how it goes by then. Um, but I'm def I think we have like ten or eleven races this season. Okay. Um so it's decent after the, the seven that I got last season, I think it was. Yeah. I had a couple breakdowns and stuff happen, but we uh so it'll be a good season for yeah. sure. Oh, that's gonna be good, man. Uh, unfortunately, tonight we didn't have any uh fan question period. We didn't have a fan uh, oh, any tough. fan question, <laughs> but it happens. It happens. It happens. You know, <laughs> you know. I, I I think I think the last time we had Caitlin on uh, on this show before we had her on the driver's seat, she I don't think she even got any questions in the one time. <laughs> so you're well, not you're, one, and it was just from lift advisor. <laughs> Might have been Megan though too, because. <laughs> yeah true <laughs> but anyways cody we can catch you all all this year at delaware speedway and uh we want to thank you for jumping on with us this week it's a pleasure chatting with you um congr- good luck on your season thank and, you and uh hopefully i make it down this summer i would love to make it down and uh come check out uh and come watch you yeah i think you guys will like it if you come make the trip down TNRP road trip. Let's do it. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, we're right. just gonna we're gonna also say five one Tampa here. Oh, is it five one Tampa? <laughs> yeah, it's five one. <laughs> Leaf fans are not gonna like that. But anyways, anyone who's, who's listening to this show, I can see in the background that Cody is a pretty big Tampa fan. Yeah, my I can uh, see his flag and his uh his jersey back there. Yeah. So you know, anyone who's a Leaf fan. 
when you guys are at Tellers Beer this summer, make sure you guys boo them then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man, Cody, thank you for jumping on with us this week. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Anytime, Good luck this season. Enjoy the rest of the hockey game tonight, and uh, we'll chat to you later, all right? All right, thank you. All right, bye, bye now. All right, guys, so that was our guest this week, Cody Coburn. We want to thank Cody for jumping on with us this week. It was a pleasure chatting with him, figuring out what his plans were for 2022 were. And, uh, yeah, we're, we're excited to hopefully get down to Delaware and check him out this year. Uh, next week on the show, make sure you guys are tuning in to Joe Media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, next Sunday at around noon, and we'll let you guys know who our guest is next week. Uh, first of all, I want to thank everyone who – as out here purchasing Joe Media merch and apparel. I'm currently wearing mine right now. Some of you guys can see. I'm going to tilt my camera down. We got some t-shirts, got some hats. Go pick yourself up. There we go. Woo! Go pick your go pick up a hat, t-shirt, hoodie, and uh, go support Joe Media and what we're doing here. Um, where can uh, where can our fans find you guys next time? Next time at the track. I'll be at Farnborough. I'm down at the far end of the pit. You'll see my Dairy Queen car. It stands out real nice. Just saying. Especially with that green. Yeah, we thought we'd add some more green to it because I missed my green. So It looks good. I liked it. But I love my Dairy Queen sponsor, so I'm not complaining. <laughs> Megan, where can are you heading out to a track this weekend? No set plans, so you know. So stay tuned, and we'll nine and we'll times out of ten out. probably Flambro too, but just no car yet. Yet. <laughs> oh, can't wait to hear that big announcement. But anyways, guys, uh, you won't be finding me at a track this weekend. I have uh, I have my fatherly duties this weekend, so uh, I have my two little boys next weekend. So we're gonna. Uh, enjoy the weekend. I know it's uh, Jacqueline's grandma's, I think, 90th birthday this coming oh week. Goodness. So we're taking out for her for, out for breakfast next uh, next Saturday morning. And uh, <laughs> Sunday, we're unsure what our plans are yet, but uh, I hear some pottery painting might be in our future. So who knows? We'll, we'll, we'll have to stay tuned and find out to see if, uh, if yours truly can uh, sit over here and paint some pottery. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be interesting. But anyways, guys, we want to thank you guys for listening to the True North Racing Podcast right here on YouTube as well as you guys. Also, make sure you guys are listening to us on Anchor, Apple, Google, Spotify. Leave a review um, on Apple and Spotify. There's a hit that if you guys like what we're doing, head up to the top of the post on, on Spotify. Hit the ratings and go all the way over to five stars. Give us a five star rating if you guys love what we're doing. Also, leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. Let us know how we're doing. My inbox is always open. If you guys got a complaint, send it right to the big guy himself. I got no issues hearing what you guys have to say about our show. But we are always learning. We always gonna we always want to get better. And we're not getting better unless we hear from you guys. So my name is John Morrison. You guys listen to the True North Racing Podcast. We want to thank Megan and Caitlin for jumping on with us this week. Hopefully we, the trio will be back again soon. Uh, I'm going to love this, having you guys on the True North Racing Podcast each and every week. And we're going to have a fun year. You know, I, I can't wait to see you guys on uh, May 21st.
I'll be waiting for you. Come <laughs> <laughs> on down to the dark side and come see me. Cause I mean, I'll try and get up over there and see you at one, some point on that day. Oh yeah. I'll, I'll come down and see you. Don't <laughs> worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we're heading out for the night. See you guys. Thank you guys for jumping on. Everyone, make sure you guys follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel. Once again, guys, this is the True North Racing Podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye now. So, bye. <laughs>